The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Debating is not war. It's more like a dance. Admitting points of convergence doesn't make you weaker. It shows that you're willing to negotiate about what's true, and it motivates the other side to consider your point of view. Happy Wednesday, everyone. It's a special day here at the Next Big Idea Daily because one of our inner circle is stopping by. His name is Adam Grant, and he's an organizational psychologist at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, where he's been the school's top-rated professor for seven years running. He's the number one New York Times bestselling author of multiple books that have sold millions of copies and been translated into something like 45 languages, and he hosts the chart-topping Work Life podcast. Adam's been recognized as one of the world's 10 most influential management thinkers and is one of Fortune's 40 Under 40. And as if all that weren't impressive enough, he's one of our curators here at the Next Big Idea Club. That's right, he helps us pick the best nonfiction books of the year, which we send to our club members every quarter. Adam's a smart guy, but he also knows that being smart only goes so far. In his 2021 bestseller, Think Again, The Power of Knowing What You Don't Know, Adam argues that an underappreciated aspect of intelligence is the ability to rethink and unlearn. Here he is to explain. When people reflect on what it takes to be mentally fit, the first idea that usually comes to mind is intelligence. The smarter you are, the more complex the problems you can solve, and the faster you can solve them. Intelligence is traditionally viewed as the ability to think and learn. Yet in a turbulent world, there's another set of cognitive skills that might matter more. The ability to rethink and unlearn. Rethinking isn't a struggle in every part of our lives. When it comes to our possessions, we update with fervor. We're happy to refresh our wardrobes and renovate our kitchens. But when it comes to our knowledge and opinions, we tend to stick to our guns. We favor the comfort of conviction over the discomfort of doubt. And we let our beliefs get brittle long before our bones. We laugh at people who still use Windows 95, yet we still cling to opinions that we formed in 1995. To rethink our views, it helps to think like a scientist. Thinking like a scientist is a frame of mind, having the humility to know what you don't know and the curiosity to find out more. It requires searching for reasons why you might be wrong, not just for reasons why you must be right, and revising your views based on what you learn. When you're thinking like a scientist, you don't let your ideas become your identity. You listen to ideas that make you think hard, not just the ones that make you feel good. You surround yourself with people who challenge your thought process, not just the ones who agree with your conclusions. And you anchor your identity in mental flexibility rather than foolish consistency. When we debate our friends, family, and colleagues, we tend to think the key to victory is to go into battle armed with airtight logic and rigorous data. But debating is not war. It's more like a dance. Admitting points of convergence doesn't make you weaker. It shows that you're willing to negotiate about what's true, and it motivates the other side to consider your point of view. Consider the findings of a classic study that examined what expert negotiators do differently. First, they spend more than a third of their planning time looking for areas of agreement, mapping out a series of dance steps that they might be able to take with the other side. Second, they actually present fewer points to back up their case. 
They don't want to dilute their arguments. Third, they avoid going on offense or defense. Instead, they rely on curiosity, asking questions like, so you don't see any merit in this proposal at all? And fourth, they're not afraid to share their feelings and test their understanding of the other side's feelings. If you approach a debate as a war, there will be winners and losers. If you see it more as a dance, you can begin to choreograph a way forward. You have a better chance of finding a rhythm. There's a basic human tendency to seek clarity and closure by simplifying a complex continuum into two categories. Psychologists call it binary bias. An antidote is complexifying, showcasing the range of perspectives on a given topic. We might believe we're making progress by discussing a hot-button issue as two sides of a coin, but people are actually more inclined to think again if we present those topics through the many lenses of a prism. It helps to remember that we can fall victim to binary bias with emotions, not only with issues. Just as the spectrum of beliefs on charged topics is much more complex than two extremes, our emotions are often more mixed than we realize. If you come across evidence that you might be wrong about, say, the best path to gun safety, you can simultaneously feel upset by and intrigued with what you've learned. If you feel wronged by someone with a different set of beliefs, you can be simultaneously angry about your past interactions and hopeful about a future relationship. Complexifying can be useful in the workplace too, encouraging us to ask questions that challenge the status quo. And you can even try it at home. Consider setting aside time every week to assess how your views are evolving or asking your friends and family what they think you should be reconsidering. Well, listeners, I hope Adam's ideas have helped complexify your world just a little. Adam's got a new book coming out this fall called Hidden Potential, The Science of Achieving Greater Things. So keep an eye out for that. Or join the Next Big Idea Club and you'll get a complimentary copy as part of your membership. Just go to nextbigideaclub.com and use promo code DAILY for a discount. And now for something completely different, come back tomorrow when we'll be joined by Dwight Schrute himself, actor Rain Wilson. You may know him from his comedic performance on The Office, but Rain's got a lot more on his mind than that, and he's going to share his big ideas from his new book, Soul Boom, Why We Need a Spiritual Revolution. I'm Michael Kavnet. See you tomorrow. <laughs>